welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash. I'm joined by Nat. Hello. And Jimin. Hello. Democracy is crumbling and K-pop still keeps releasing the same old songs. How are you guys doing today? Oh, I'm dead because you just like K-pop. I will say that I've had this thought recently that not a lot of interesting music has been dropped this year. So I do agree with that in, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, because I'm still listening to like A Pink and uh, Monster X and Super Girl, you ain't gonna never give that album up. <laughs> I love that I album. I was listening to Who Do You Love Today? And I was like, what? Like in the recent, you know, releases from these like, you know, third or whatever gen groups, who has a better English song than Wavy's Love Talk and Monster X's Who Do You Love? Who? Who has a better English song? Those are some good facts. I do. I will say, I know I'm always very, very mean to... Um, ATs, but I will say I did like their English song. It was cute. Yeah, no, it was actually I was listening to an AT song today that wasn't bad. I was like, wait, oh. um, I was <laughs> that wasn't the, the only song that wasn't, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't that one song. So I was kind of surprised by it too. I was like, oh. maybe, maybe it's growing on me. Maybe if I keep listening to this Apple station, um, it's it's just I'm gonna be an it's a tiny. Is that what they're called? A tiny, a tiny, I don't know. I think they're tiny. Yeah, maybe I'll be one of those one day. Oh my I mean, goodness. I, I didn't <laughs> think I would be a Got Seven fan. I didn't think I would be a Monster X fan. <laughs> you know, I didn't think I'd be. I didn't think fan. that either. That's a good so, point. Now, EXO, I kind of predicted for you, just because they have all of the pieces of the puzzle for you. That's true. But the rest of them, I'm kind of like. I'm kind of questioning because like, it's not like the rest of them have one thing that they're kind of just known for, you know, like in yeah. terms of their music, whereas EXO, like they have a clear like musical identity. So also Marseille Martin looks so older now or so much older now. She's so adorable. Isn't she like 15 or 16? What? I thought she was still like 13 or 12 because she was mm. what? like, I thought she was like a really little kid when Blackish started. She was, but I mean, like when she did that movie with um, Big? wasn't she like eleven though, like ten or? She was like thirteen. She was like thirteen when she did that movie. Thirteen or 14. oh, well, okay. I thought yeah. I remember the article saying that like she was like the youngest executive producer at eleven years old or something like that. So, I don't Maybe know. that's when they signed um, like the contract and stuff like that to create it. Uh, um, true, and then so, it like, was released when she was like thirteen. Yeah, because she's sixteen now. So. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Marseille is adorable. Yes. She's the best part of Blackish. So, X. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, about how we're doing? How we're, well, that's how that is how I'm doing. I'm watching uh, somehow Black-ish. my TV ended up on Blackish. <laughs> so, <laughs> I actually just put the pieces together <laughs> like right before you said it. I was like, you talked about Anthony Anderson before? And I was like, wait, I'm dead. <laughs> You know, I didn't even think about how I don't even know. That's so funny that you like put all those pieces together. I didn't even think about that, but 
Oh yeah, but that is how I'm doing. And it I do agree with both Matt and Ash that music, K-pop music particularly in 2020 has been very like strange. It has not been like other years I've been a part of K-pop. Um, and honestly, when we do our end of the year stuff, it's going to be real interesting how we, <laughs> how we rank stuff because girl, I don't even remember stuff that came out in January. Did anything come out in January? I don't even know. Sure it did. Just it wasn't remarkable. Yeah. Did map, <clears throat> sorry, map of the soul seven drop this year. We did a review. Oh on that my goodness. Year, right? It did. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. Wow. 2020 has been so long that that feels like a couple years ago. Already. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, no Sodi. there's no song of the year. I don't feel so far. So you don't think so? No. Mm-mm. Not there's even like no. what was Black Moon's song? The one that How we like, like that. No, oh, um, girl. girls. Girls. <laughs> girls. I'm about to cancel you. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's say girls. That was kind of like a a huge song, girl. I'm just yeah. making stuff. Maybe Espa will come out with something that's going to blow our minds. Well, I mean, they got some digital people in there. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be an experience. Something, Girl, did you see the avatars? Yeah, they're actually pretty cool. Do we consider those like the first white K-pop characters or members or something? (laughs) Are they white? (laughs) Well, they... they, Have you seen them? (laughs) No, I haven't. Like, I... Yeah, I'm like, I was looking at those like, this could very easily go very south and very wrong because they do not look like the original members. They're supposed to be like their likeness, but they don't look like them at all. So I guess we should maybe shift into like comebacks and debuts and things like that since we're talking about Espa. But so... I'm confused about Espa. So is it a combined, like, actual member, virtual member group, or the members have virtual, like, uh, avatars? Like, avatars, and that's the, like, so it's separate? Or how is that working? I thought, like, and this is just from my understanding, I haven't really done a lot of research on it. Um, I assumed that they were going to be... Um, like regular members, like people who are like there, and then they were gonna have um, like sort of like their avatars as um, I thought there were like separate characters who were just like probably gonna be voiced or whatever by some like other singers that they didn't, they maybe were not choosing to debut. But it looks like the group itself only has four members, which is Karina, Giselle, Winter, and Ning Ning. Um, and so I just assume now that it's, those are actually like avatars of them. Um, that's kind of like my understanding for it, uh, based on the information that I'm seeing here online and basically based on the information that I just, (laughs) yeah, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just gotta say this real quick. Did you know, can you try to guess and don't cheat? And if you okay. already know, then you already know. But sure. can you try to guess what words make up Espa? Like, Espa is a combination of other words. Do you have an idea of what those words could be? It's three words. 
Um, oh shoot, I'm already on the K-pop profile, so I already. Ah, I, just, I, sure. I have no idea. Oh my god! So. No, I actually was going here just to see information on the members, and it was one of the first things that was popped up. So I'm sorry. I don't. I I could have cheated, but I didn't. Well, Matt, you can go ahead and say it, man. <laughs> okay, so the name um, comes from combining um, Avatar X X Experience and Aspect. The meaning behind the meaning behind the name is various innovative activities to come with a theme of experiencing a new world via the encounter of the avatar or your other self. Do they know what aspect means? Because it don't really mean nothing. Like I don't know. I don't know what it's adding to this name. It, it it's like it's like they wanted to use the as part maybe AST, <laughs> and they just said what word starts like with that and they just, you know, google, google aspect <laughs> i hate um, this man yeah it's really interesting uh so it doesn't look like do, i wonder if they have a leader do, 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 do. well okay to answer the question though about how they work it looks like like what Nat was saying, that it's basically those four, and the other four are also members, but it's still them. So it's like an alter, like a um, alter ego almost. Uh, is how I take it. Like um, like remember when Soshi debuted O, and then Run Devil Run, and it was supposed to be like their dark side. That's kind of what I'm picturing it in my head. You know, like oh, the end that of is o. talking about something that you don't understand. <laughs> okay, okay, so okay, Girls' Generation released like these two singles, like sort of back to back. Oh, which was like the cheerleader concept was very bright, fun. Okay, and then they had Run Devil Run, which was like a sexier, dark version of it. And they had this like really long music video where that sort of connected the two, where like somebody spilled something on the computer and like it brought out like this dark sort of like um, you know, eat like eagle like. Well, I mean, tying it back to, to, to BTS and the dark side of I was because that's how like so, yeah. Save Me and I'm Fine. So BTS has yeah. Save Me and then they have another song I'm Fine. It's exactly. like an extension of Save Me. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So it's like their dark side pretty much. And that was like the the Run Devil Run concept. You know, like they all had like, you know, dark hair and like streaks. But didn't they already did that, do that with Red Velvet though? Because Red Velvet had Bad Boy and they had Really Bad Boy? Um... Kind of, but I don't. Are they supposed to be connected? I I thought so. Well, so she did it first. Yeah, so she did it first. So she did do it first uh, with their alter egos, and then um, also, well, I mean, Red Velvet in its concept is sort of kind of like that, where they have like a really bright version, and they have like a cool, hip, you know, R and B version of themselves, and like I think that's what they're supposed to be doing with Blackpink, you know, with the black and the pink, but they. Oh. Don't, don't really do it yeah but <laughs> thing does not explore that concept at all so yeah yeah they have one really bright song which is um as if it's your last and then they have everything else so yeah girl karina's uh, avatar looks like 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 straight out of the uncanny valley i think it's just because they don't track you know how like in um you know how if you're watching like a really bad dub of an anime yes that's almost what this looks like, like when she's interviewing her alter. Yikes. That's, um... Oh my god, and her voice sounds like a demon. Oh my god, I'm gonna send it. Sorry, keep talking <laughs> that. It's scary. Uh, yeah. 
well, I does that explain it, maybe, Ash? Yeah, I guess I get it. Because at first I thought it was like the avatars were going to be like part of the group group. Like there were actual other members that were going to be, you know, saying like the avatars were like separate members that were also part of the group. So I don't know. That's what I gathered from like my limited reading of the situation. But yeah, I, I feel like SM is almost reaching too far with this one. I mean, I don't know. Maybe honestly, we said that about NCT too, and then people said that about EXO. So I don't know. SM. It seems like they have the special crack, if you will, to make people love whatever it is they put out there. I don't know. I think they may like the girls. I mean, I can't say because since we haven't seen them actually perform or heard their music, but Mm -hmm. the Avatar thing, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that will go over well. I don't know. It just seems uh, like it's a bit much. Like, they didn't need to go that far. <laughs> well, I think that Lee Suman is, like, always really big on technology. And, like, the sort of, um, like, I think, as you mentioned, NCT, um, and the fact that that is supposed to, like, incorporate uh, neo-cultural technology. I think that this is, like, the next step on that, where, you know, you have this group that has already introduced right out of the gate the technological like aspect of it which are these avatars right and the avatars i feel like i remember seeing an interview um where he was sort of talking about it a lot and how like um with the avatars you it sort of acts as a bridge between the idol and the fans because an idol is not available 24 7 but the avatar can yeah see that's where it gets a little i know like it did create a huge stir and a huge controversy online because there was this uh there was this comment that i don't know if lee suma made it or somebody made this comment from sm that you know you can go and like visit them in a hotel or like have yeah i saw that no we'll we'll get to that because there's actually a topic about the sm hotel later but I will say that um, if you guys want to see one of these avatars in action, I have a short little video up here and we can just see see like a little clip of it uh, because it did kind of like shock me and and it was a little creepy. Okay. Yeah. Let's take a look. Is it in the watch together? Yeah. It's in the watch together. So you guys want to come in here. Yeah. I'm in. I'll just go ahead and fast forward to the appropriate part where we meet the avatar. Oh, oh, somebody... I can hear an echo. Mm-hmm. So they add the I in front of it to make it. Hi, everyone. I'm I Karina. Okay, didn't that sound like a demon? <laughs> no, it, I, I don't, I didn't really hear it. Come okay, in. I'll, let's go back. Like for me. Okay, I'm going to fast forward to the place where the. Okay. Hi everyone, I'm I'm Karina. Did y'all hear that demon undertone? I did not. <laughs> it sounded it, like it a has a very demon. like mechanical. It one. does. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. All demons sound like mechanical demons. Oh, well, five dollar the ring. I is still doing their five dollar uh, meals. If you guys want to go get that, yeah. But <laughs> so I, I don't know. I just want to. I cannot get over how creepy the voice sounded. And the crazy thing is, is like, it's not, I don't know. What do you, did that, did, let, let's just watch some more. 
정말 심장 토하는 줄 알았어요. Well, I see she's already been to Dr. Kim. Girl. Do you guys think that the avatar looks like Karina? I don't. I can't see it. <laughs> And they don't sound alike or anything. Like, I'm not exactly. I think that's what is confusing me the most. Is like, if these are supposed to be extensions of the members, why don't they have. They don't look like the members. They don't sound like the members. I don't know. It's just kind of a strange concept a little bit, but it's interesting. I am interested in it. Yeah, it is. And it, it, mm, it just brings about a lot of really weird um, aspects of K-pop. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the idol of your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Like, it, I think it does cross the line in some ways. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't Sorry, know. I, I was trying to see if it, it, I'm getting a black screen, so I was trying to oh. play it. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry. Oh, you know why? I don't what? know if you're getting a black screen because this is actually a Twitter video. Like, it's not a YouTube video. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. That might be it. But, yeah, no, I just wanted to show you guys that just because I felt... Um, It was important that since we're talking about this new group debuting with these uh, AI avatars, I'm interested to see, like, is this going to be incorporated in music videos and live performances? If so, are they going to do like the uh, Prince hologram <laughs> thing, <laughs> the Tupac hologram? Like that would be kind of, I don't know, like, it would be super expensive. Yeah, I was about to say, to like, that. that sounds very expensive. It's, it, I mean... <laughs> To spend so much money to develop, like I was actually going to ask if this tech was cheap in Korea because it did start to sound very expensive. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, if SM has the money, then I guess. But I just cannot see. I, I don't know. I don't think this would be very profitable if I mean, they just, did. Yeah, it just doesn't seem necessary. Like all anybody wanted was like a new girl group that was like classic SM that they could stand and get behind it had catchy music and appealing personas and everything and it just kind of seems like it's I don't know a lot of extra stuff that people are just unsure about I mean but, if they can sell it then but see I think the thing is the reason why SM is reaching this far into their bag is because I do feel that they feel the sense of competition that they haven't felt in a while with girl groups, with ITZY being so successful and with um, Blackpink Black being so successful. Yeah, and so not to mention, obviously, Twice is a wall. But, you know, the, I do feel like there's growing competition in the girl group space that the boy group space is already kind of oversaturated and the girl group space is growing and it has a lot of potential internationally as well. And we can see that with the success of Blackpink, even though, Objectively speaking, when was the last time? Let me shut up. But <laughs> I, I think that I think that SMCs what the potential of girl groups is. Honestly, I feel like the potential of girl groups is kind of greater than boy groups in terms of clout and like uh, GP success. Um, more so than boy groups, because if even if you think about like classic girl groups, 21, um, Girls' Generation, to be specific, 
like I, I do feel like they are more fondly looked at or even Blackpink, they're more fondly looked at than boy groups of a similar kind of caliber yeah. like, point in their careers. No, I, I think that there is something to be said about the staying power, I think. Um, in some to ways, that have the military. well, that too, but also like it just, it just honestly tends to be a situation where male groups tend to have more issues. <laughs> um, I mean, if you think about boy groups from the second gen and first gen and stuff like that, which group doesn't have a scandal that occurred while they were active and sometimes at the height of their career? I would say, uh, uh... Yeah, I would say X okay, but <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then on top of that too, you have like Chen's sort of scandal, which isn't really a scandal, but you was know, was he an XOK like, though originally? Oh, sorry, yeah, you're right. He was an XOM. He was um, their lead singer. Korean um, hate XOM. Yeah, well, they were the superior one, so of course they would hate him. <laughs> jealous, they're jealous of. They XOM. all they're all married with children now. <laughs> The other actually on Twitter, I actually put through a question like, I hope Chris is doing well. And someone said he's just racing cars and being rich. I was like, that's great. Nice. I wish I wish all the best for Chris Wu. And honestly, how- Chris might be like one of the most famous Asian celebrities here because he's always like at the NBA All-Star Weekends. Yes. He's even more he's got more like connections than Jackson, it seems. Yeah, no, absolutely. And he like I rarely ever hear of him being a jerk or like mean or anything like that. He just seems like he wants to do, you know, what his heart desires, which is make questionably <laughs> bad <laughs> rap music. <in> my <laughs> but I support him 100%. Actually, out of all the XOM members, Tao has surprisingly made some of the best music. Lu has, Lu Han has made some of the funniest music, but Tao has made some of the best music. But we are girl. So- I don't know. <laughs> it, it, as long as none of them uh, mess with Espa, we're good. Yeah. Especially Chanyo. Chanyo, stay away from these girls. Who knows at this point? You know, honestly, like with <laughs> Becky and already got Jan. So, <laughs> and Kai, Kai dated Crystal and Jetty. So and let me let me just make sure of something here. So yes. the Makne of Espa is over 18. So yes, we need to keep these children away from Dirty D Chanyo, Community D Chanyo. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. Uh, SM deals to us. Because you know, <laughs> you know, they're hiring lawyers. Like they're hiring like uh they hiring like whole law firms to take yeah, care of this. Like- why don't they like if this if Lisa Mon really was interested in Brandon, he should just create his own law firm. SM Law? What? Girl, like you, you know how many he and he can exclusively contract with K-pop agencies to yeah. keep yep, keep the GP in check, keep the sassings in check. I'm just saying, like, if the man was really into the Brandon that he claims to be, he would he should have SM Law, SM um music stores that which is where these people get, you know, their albums from. Like he, he just be slapping that right? everywhere. You know what? Honestly, SM might be like the worst company for PR. <laughs> they have like the worst press. Like they cannot keep their scandals under wraps. 
Yes. Every other company, I feel like, except for YG. <laughs> but, you know, like, YG is run by an alleged thug. So maybe it's more of an attitude of not caring, you know? Honestly, yeah. I, I have I have a, a theory that YG is connected to the Yakuza. But, you know, anyway, let's talk more about Espa who are not connected to... Well, actually, we don't need to talk more about them. I yeah. am curious if their comeback is going to look like their... Uh, or their comeback, their debut is going to look like... It, honestly, it feels like they've been around for years now. The way they... How famous they got, like, overnight. Yes. Um, well, which... Oh, sorry, gotta go. I was gonna say it goes to show that maybe SM is on or something because I feel like they're literally just famous because of two things because of something we're gonna talk about later, and also just because of this AI concept or AI avatar yeah. concept. But, but yeah, I was gonna say, uh, I was gonna put forward too, like, this is more proof that Red Velvet was a rush group because we didn't have any of these, like you know, introduction promos or anything like that. Really they got nothing. They just like, like other than a couple of videos before. Yeah. And they just yeah. kind of popped out and you're just like, oh, okay. So we have a new group <laughs> with a semi, like a, an okay-ish debut song. Um, but yeah, this is more, more proof. Well, did uh, you hear about the, the T2 alleged, this is all alleged SM Entertainment, that Lee Suman, uh, or Washington said Lisa Ma, but SM Entertainment, the reason why they got that stake in, I think, Luna mm-hmm. is so that they could give them a uh, bad reject NCT music so that they could debut Espa. <laughs> I kind of believe it. Well, I mean, with So What and whatever dropped before it, that even worse song, I'm not surprised. It sounds like horrible NCT music. I'm not it sounds like NCT rejects. And yeah. on top of that, like it, the, the, the timing is so suspicious. Why would you like invest in Luna right before you're about to debut your own girl group? Come on now. Because you know what? SM's done that before. Oh, they did it with um what's the group? Infinite. 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 They yep. did that before. So I believe that. That's a good conspiracy theory. And infinite went downhill pretty fast. Yep. That's depressing. Sad. But, but um, I mean, yeah, at least we have other comebacks to look forward to. We yeah. have Temi. He's coming back. He looks Woo! great. I'm so excited for Never Gonna Dance in Part 2. What's with him and his promos always being about white people? Like, I huh? I don't get it. Like, okay, so I saw something and it was like um, his, I saw a tweet about his promo and they had like these concept pictures or whatever and I don't know if they were actually theirs or if they were like fan theories or whatever but it was like they look like sets from like um what's that drama um about that uh no they film it in Toronto that show um Degrassi no um the one where women are subjugated and they have those oh the handmaid's tale yes that it's funny I read the book I actually have it on my bookshelf here but that, yeah, like it seemed like the the concepts were lined around that. So I was kind of confused if that was. And then it reminded me of the two kids one, too, uh, which had hey. Twitter all a flurry. So I wasn't yeah. sure. <laughs> I haven't seen this um, Caucasian promo. I have to look that up. But um, sorry, y'all, the election stuff just started updating. <laughs> Let me turn away from this. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying I'm excited because I like Never Gonna Dance in Part One. 
So, yeah, no, it was a really good album. So I'm gonna have to But I mean, TXT came back, and we listened to that, and Lord, that it was very tedious <laughs> to say the word. I I have actually rightfully erased TXT's last mini from my brain. Um, no shade to TXT fans. We acknowledge that they have so much potential to do such great music. But what well, whatever that was was not it. Was not it at all. Nope. Um, nope, nope. But at least we have uh, Master X. Yeah! I actually do like Kill a Love, which is their new song. Which is surprising because I usually don't like their their Korean stuff as much as I do the English stuff, but uh, Killer Love is like is it, sorry, is it Killer Love or Love Killer? It's Love Killer. See, love. there you go. It's, yeah, um, Love Killer is like it's a actually really good song. Um, I will say that I am not as pleased. Um, I know that uh, is this is Juhyun. No, oh. Jin- <laughs> no, Juhyun. I know that he's like the rapper of the group, but he's the one who has like that really raspy oh, voice. Yeah. yeah, he has a really raspy voice as a, like as a singer, and I kind of really love the color of his voice. So I was actually hoping to see him or to hear him sing more on that track. But he's strictly rapping, um, so that was like the only disappointing one. Oh, the only disappointing thing I would say the MV is actually pretty pretty manly. I would say like like they're really like coming for 2 p.m.s like beast idol label i would say i'm here for it i do see them kind of going into that direction mostly because they already have uh or have had members that are looked at as beast idols yeah or could be um i could see that for them like a 2 p.m route actually yeah i could definitely see that for them uh, if we have this generation's Big Bang already, then we have this generation's 2PM. We have yet to find this generation shiny. <laughs> Just because, you know, they can't be replaced. <laughs> um, and we have this generation's 21 and this generation's girl generation. <laughs> it's like literally second gen all over again. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm interested in seeing what it is so i'll have to watch it on my own because i haven't watched it killer love love killer um actually now i think about it i do think i heard a little bit of it and i wasn't necessarily impressed but then again i don't like their korean music like that so that could be it um but i am interested to see the whole album i'm also interested in what mino is doing because i like i i'm still stuck on fiance i cannot get over that song yeah it's a great song so I am curious, even though he's not the pillar of wokeness. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, <I mean. laughs> we know, we know. Um, I do love Minho's music. And, you know, I really, I, I, I haven't listened to the album, his second, al- his second full album, um, Take, which came out on October 30th. But I have listened to Runaway and I did kind of like it. I'm still kind of making up my mind on it. But... The album was written and produced entirely by Minnow, so for all the 12 songs. And I do really like his his sense of music and his musicality, so I'm kind of really interested to listen to it. I just haven't had time to actually sit down and listen to it, and I think that's really what I want to do here. I don't want to just, like, have it played in the background. I kind of want to dedicate myself to him 
a little more because I do I do like Minnow and I I respect him enough as an artist to you know yeah give him I mean, my time. Well, it is ironic that he and G Dragon are having comebacks because they yeah. are the same person. So. Basically, and Minnow has definitely gained some weight, so he's looking very nice. Very nice. nice as well. I like it. I thought he got a bit too skinny during the fiance era, but he is, is filling out a bit. So I'm very excited. Speaking about GD, yes, G Dragon is working on some music. Uh, it's not the big bang comeback that I had hoped for, but I will take what I can get. How you feeling, Ash? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm interested to see what he does. Um, I hope he's looking a bit healthier and happier i mean i just remember that documentary he did was kind of kind of parts of it were kind of disturbing a little worrying that documentary he did when he was talking about like his life as an artist and like how he gotten really skinny and was like kind of working himself into the ground a bit oh wow yeah you could you could see it when it was happening like especially for gd's last album like his last full album before he went to the army he looked and like when he was doing his um his tour for it i think it was like called entitled i think that was what it was called um it's actually like a really good album um sorry kwan jian um Excuse but me? it was a really Why good album just it's just like he was so that's the name of the album oh okay okay yeah 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 that's the name of his ep uh so it it was a really good album as i said but he was so skinny and he just looked he didn't look like he was having that great of a time during it man yeah so i'm not surprised about that and i know he was really really upset or like not upset but maybe more in his feelings when t top went to the army when top went so it could have been like just that next step you know, you're having a good time making music, having fun. And I guess the army is like that final, one of those final steps into adulthood for a lot of these idols. I can see that maybe, for sure. Yeah. And maybe that's what it is. And it's always really scary coming back from the army. Like they make a really big deal about like a lot of actors, especially like their first dramas and things like that after they come out of the army. So it, I, you kind of worry that you're away for these almost two years and you come back and you have no fans, you know? Yeah. So I, I can see I that. I don't think yeah. I, I would be just to be honest. Though, I don't think I could ever see a world where GD didn't have fans. Or like he, he's got a pretty solid reputation in South Korea. I don't think he. I feel like um, there are certain celebrities, you know, who are like, I don't want to say what him wonders, but like just not meant for like long term fame. For some reason, he doesn't strike me that way. And his reputation with like people who I know who are who like live in South Korea, he seems to have like a really positive reputation. Yeah, no, I do agree. I just think uh, it's it's hard because the the Big Bang that went into the army is not the Big Bang that came out of the army. So oh, who are you telling? I mean, <laughs> I don't mean it like I just mean in the sense yeah. that like, yeah. oh my goodness, <laughs> I would have I would hate to have come back to the mess that TOP and GD came back to, like. I yeah. don't even know how you like begin to navigate a situation like that. Especially, Especially with all this stuff going on, just like with your company in general, like how do you even choose to stay with YG? And like, cause if you leave, 
you're looked at as like you could be looked at as a traitor, even though I don't know why, because they made YG. But if you stay, then it's like, I don't know, it's like a rock in a hard place. Yeah, but and also, too, like, by all accounts, they didn't really have the best time in the military. Top regime. Oh, yeah. Uh, Top, obviously, was very widely um, circulated news-wise, his experience in the Army. But even GD, like, yeah, well... I heard about GD's experience where he, like, like, he had a room to himself because he had, like, an issue or something, and then people were like, uh... Well, he had like a stalker in the military, but like from what I I read, um, somebody who literally was like detailing his daily account. Yeah. Uh, so that, he needed, yeah. So he needed space because the thing is with Big Bang, which is different from some of the other groups, they have a lot of male fans. Yes. Whereas most boy groups have a lot of female fans. So when he went to the army, it was kind of uncomfortable for him because he didn't really have the freedom that a lot of people had he had like that weird stalker situation um and so he had to get his own room which you know people look down upon if you're not like you know cozy with your comrades and things like that so it is the whole thing seemed like a mess uh and he was very skinny when he came out as well too but he looks like uh, i mean his twitter is kind of weird him and whose wedding did they go to after uh, he got out tang his sister married an actor uh who was wow in i wonder if she would have married an actor if her brother wasn't G- never mind well her her husband's kind of cute he was in this really bad drama that i had to drop called was it love on Netflix? <laughs> but he, he, he was very cute so i was like good for you i don't care how you got him but- i i could not i don't know if i can if i saw like my brother going through celebrity i don't know unless her husband's just not like a big time celebrity i don't know how did we get on this we were talking about comebacks oh my god twice is coming back twice <laughs> is back twice <laughs> is back uh but yes twice is back and they dropped um i actually did listen to this album a couple of times uh i'm not sure I'm actually not sure if I like it or not, to be honest with you. It's called Eyes Wide Open and the lead singles I Can't Stop Me. And it's really, it's very retro. Once again, we've been talking oh, about retro being we, the, the trend. Like me needs to get out of the retro zone for now. Never! I don't <laughs> mind retro. <laughs> I, I don't mind retro, but only, I feel like not every group can pull that off. Yeah, yeah it doesn't seem to suit them. No, I don't think so either. I mean, I did like some of the music, but it was very basic. It didn't really feel like twice when I listened to it. Mm-hmm. Even their their lead single, um, I Can't Stop Me, doesn't really feel like twice. Like, it, it's crazy because twice has been able to pull off different concepts, you know? Like, they did uh, fancy, and they with the mature concept. They do really girly, they do fun. But this is just, yeah, this was kind of, it toned them down a lot, I think. And it, it so it didn't really feel like something I'd expect from Twice, and they look very serious when they perform in it. I don't know. I'm not really. Yeah, there's uh, something. Yeah. That. I can't ever take Twice seriously, so <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna feel about it when I watch it. Um, they you know need what? to do fun music. <laughs> you know what? I have this theory that like this is all part of JYP's like Western expansion. What idea, you know, because he wants he's planning on trying to bring them or, 
ease them into America somehow. So, like, because he said that. So, I feel like... He did. Yeah, he did. He's playing on trying to bring twice to Western audiences. And I feel like giving them a retro sound, because retro is kind of in right now, and having them become more serious performers and kind of drop what makes them them popular yeah in korea and in asia and in you know other places is what will get them more attention that is not smart but that's the thing to me is like twice is not like twice is not a wonder girls right like twice is uh i don't know i just i don't ever see them being big outside of asia i don't either i feel like them sort of conquering the Japanese market was actually pretty good enough, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I do see that, like, why he would think the retro would work, because that's what worked for the Wonder Girls. Um, and BTS. And BTS, yeah. So I do understand why he would want to go that route. And because that's, like, his whole thing has always been, like, he's really been into disco and Motown and things like that, because that's what he incorporated into his groups, right? And R&B and things like that. But that's not twice. Like, twice is just not that group they're they're cute they're fun they're cheerful um like the best thing with twice would be to let them be themselves if you're going to do that that's like that's like trying to have like what's a good example uh dang i can't think of any groups from okay that's like trying to have like the cheetah girls (laughs) like (laughs) try to have them do like a sexy concept right like something that's just like not them. I, not yeah. I, I don't know if this is the right move, but I mean, I I will listen to the comeback. I haven't yet, um, but I will listen to it. But beyond, besides the bigger groups um, coming back, there is AB Six, the group that uh, collabed with. Uh, they collabed with Lizzo last year. Lizzo, yes, that really random collaboration. I know. I was like, what the heck? Um, yeah. And I'm not sure if that collab did anything for him. <laughs> um, and then there's, you know, Momo Land, Mama Moo. I'm well, not. Momo Land that that was like actually interesting because I thought they had disbanded. Oh, why did you think that? Oops. Uh, because they had, didn't they have like a whole bunch of members li- like leave? And mm-hmm. there was like, I thought there were talks about disbandment for Momo Land, to be honest. I didn't. I thought they were just inactive and they were going to stay that way. Hmm. You asking the wrong person. I don't know. Oh, okay. I okay. No okay. Yeah. I didn't know things were so dire for them. Let me, let me do like a quick search here. Cause I swear to you, I thought that they had like, either they were going to disband or that they, they had like, I feel like now that you say it though, it does sound like something familiar. Yeah, and they lost like a bunch of members and stuff too. So I just assumed that that was they were gonna go the Gugudan sort of route and Pristin and like those other groups. So oh, a lot of groups disbanded. A lot of there's actually groups. a video. Um, I think I retweeted it on Twitter from um, who's it? Is it Young Ajuma? Um, I'll look for it. But it actually has like a video of all the groups that disbanded this year. Oh, from, yeah, Young Ajuma, Sarah. Uh, she did a video, like a YouTube video of all the groups. Well, not all the groups, but some of the groups that disbanded this year. Uh, so you can see that on our Twitter. And this is like a minute and five seconds. And it has like 
six groups or something like that. Uh, but there has been a, quite a bit of disbandment this year due to COVID limiting what kind of promotions that these groups could do, right? So, well, in opposite disbandment is debuting. And debut. yes, we have another, we have a group that did debut um, that is not quite a K-pop group. Yeah. I thought it would be very interesting to look into them because a lot of people are saying that they have a very similar aesthetic concept, etc., to some of the bigger K-pop groups. So I thought we could watch this music video for it's a new Western girl group called Boys World. And the song is called Girlfriends. I am just very interested in why they went with the group called Boyle's World. Like, that's so interesting to me. <laughs> well, if you guys are ready, maybe we'll get to see yeah. from the music video. Oh, it's an international group. Oh. Oh, it's French. Oh, she speaks oh. sign language. Oh, that's, that's actually so cool. kind of dope. This, all the two, oops, sorry, guys. All of the 2000s, like, fashion and stuff. Yeah, this is striking me as very early 2000s to me. Kind of dated, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I don't, I don't know if it's dated or if it's like purposely doing that early 2000s trend that is really popular on TikTok. Uh, this group was actually founded on TikTok, I believe. They got the multicolored hair. They kind of sound like Ariana, though. Okay. The choreo feels... Like, it's got a lot of hand gestures. Which very K-pop-ish. Is very K-pop. I do think that uh, the girl with the braids, that's a very sensible way to add color. Yes. If she if she's the rapper, though, I'm going to have words. <laughs> I'm deceived. If they have a rapper... <laughs> That's automatically a K-pop group. Oh, she's not a rapper. Yeah. Does anyone know how old these girls are? I will look uh, it up. Look at that. <laughs> What? Oh, they speak like a million languages. They film this very much like it's a 2000, late 1990s kind of MV. Just like even I know, though, also, like these angles are so 90s. Yeah. The spinning camera shot. <laughs> I'm about to have a controversial opinion once the song is over. I like that they're not overly sexualized, though, like they did to Fifth Harmony, like, right Yeah, they, they do all have, like, a lot more clothes on than I feel like what we're used to in K-pop. 
not that it you don't you I don't feel like you have to wear clothes, but it is just very different and very interesting. Or just for girl groups in general, like the sexualization is like right away usually. That's true. Okay, so here's my controversial opinion. That was the second best K-pop song of 2020. <laughs> 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 so in terms of ages, they go. They range from 17 to 19. The only thing oh, is, I don't wow, have, they are I don't young. Have pictures. Yeah, I only have pictures for two of the girls who are 19. I don't have the pictures for Alana, Lillian, and I'm Michaela Ma- or Makili, um, who's the youngest, the Macne at 17. Um, and they basically, the yeah, she's the Macne. We're gonna treat this like a K-pop. Like K-pop. <laughs> so, and because they they um, are a dancing girl group that gained a following on TikTok by performing choreographed routines and and doing covers. So, yeah, I kind will, of cool. you know. What's very funny is that you ever heard you ever you ever hear those jokes about how like uh, a group of people look like the United Nations textbooks covers. <laughs> yes. They got they got like the white member, the black member, the racially ambiguous <laughs> kind of thing going on. But you know what? I'm gonna keep it real. I think it's kind of cute. I thought they all sounded good, and yep. it's actually very different. Like it's so it felt like very similar to k-pop in many ways but that's only because k-pop is in many ways reductive um so i kind of get it i get the comparisons to k-pop but one thing that stood out to me was like the level of talent i think was a lot higher and the level of natural charisma like i like all of the members of this group i felt were interesting and had something interesting to offer in the video that you don't necessarily get with like um Nugu's, I would say most Nugu's, to be honest, like most Nugu's that I've come across, I think that they're Nugu's for a reason. Yeah, Um, they have to, they need the experience of performing and interacting with people and being in front of the camera. And being natural with each other, you know? Exactly. That's a lot harder to learn than, you know, the regular stuff like having the natural charisma to be interesting and to come across as a group that actually gives a crap about each other in some way shape or form or cares about the group you know as a whole like that's a lot harder to sell oh it's very interesting they actually live together oh is it one of those like tiktok houses Maybe you know, I don't know like, as much about TikTok. So basically, like, um, there's this thing called Hype House for TikTok, and it's basically like these uh, very popular TikTokers got an agent, and the, the agent put them in a house together, and so they can just record videos easily together and make money from those videos. Um, and I, it's like a popular trend. Like YouTubers do it, Viners used to do it. Um, well, you just kind of move into a residence together and make content together. So that, it, but what's very interesting is that that is eerily similar to K-pop. Like you move into a dorm and you're like, you know what I mean? With these people that you're not related to. Yeah, no, they had like these really cool like intro posts um, for each of the girls. Uh, Mac- Do they have a K-profile? <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised when I was Googling them that I didn't see that come up. Uh, I, it's so weird, right? Like it's almost like you. I was expecting it to be a thing. Um, okay, I gotta hear this girl say her name. I'm pretty sure it's McKaylee. Um, that's the black girl, uh, oh. and she's the back name. 
of the group. Of course. And yeah, I'm very interested in seeing, uh, yeah, more from them and exploring their, their Instagram. Their Instagram is very, like, it has a lot of information about the girls and just, like, covers and things like that, what they're doing. So I think everyone See, should check it out. I honestly think they they have potential to actually be success, successful in the way that Fifth Harmony didn't. Yeah, well, no, to be fair, Fifth Harmony. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a whole they other. Were, they were five soloists in a group. That's yeah. what that was, okay? <laughs> well, and there was they were basically there to prop up Camila, Camila Cabello, basically, yeah. so that they could make her go solo. Yeah. for her. You know, the wailing star that she is. That girl can't sing. I don't know At what all. popularity comes from. She sounds like a drowned rat. I just hmm. what? <laughs> no, I have a lot of questions for you. But I'm gonna save those for later. Um, no, I, I get the K-pop comparisons. I like what this offering so far. So far, every non-K-pop, semi-K-pop <laughs> artist slash song that has that we've you know looked into, Rakia, even you know, she's not K-pop, and I respect her, and I will never lump her in with k-pop but i'm just saying like people who are getting these k-pop comparisons so far i feel like they are actually better than a lot of the k-pop i've seen not not necessarily all the k-pop but a lot of the k-pop i've seen yeah no absolutely mm. the uh, talent well, I, is there the charisma the chemistry it's just a lot more interesting to look at when you literally debut a group and say your one job is to look good i feel like the the, the bar of talent <laughs> and also the morale because can you imagine being in a group and being like she's the pretty one okay you guys can do whatever you want but she's the pretty one uh i mean and standards are already on the floor there so <laughs> girl standards are under the the basement so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I do think it's super messed up that K-pop K-pop groups will literally tell you that you are or literally tell like your group member that they are the visual. Like not you. Like they're the visual. That's that's really messed up. But um yeah, well, no. I, I, I just wanted to introduce this to you guys, see what you guys' thoughts were um on the comparisons. So yeah, no, that was super cool. But I think that's pretty much it for comebacks. I do have a question though. Yes. We're talking about how like when groups debuted, you know, it, it does take some of them a lot of time to like really grow into themselves. Has there may and then any girl group that debuted that sort of had everything you think at from the start? Mm. I honestly think it's Everglow with Bumble and Chocolate was very impressive. And they they continue, like they've never had a bad title, in my opinion. So I feel like that is one group that I have been impressed with from the very beginning. Um, former groups, too? Yeah, we can do former groups, too. 21. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> CF <laughs> came out and said, I'm the baddest bitch from that <laughs> intro per performance. So, yeah, I do agree with that as well. Uh, what about boy groups? Any boy groups that kind of that, that you felt were very impressive at the start? Uh, shiny, uh, shiny. Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay besides shiny because that's literally my stock answer what is um, uh, i know but it, if we if we were to say like non shiny or non-second gen i do think that uh, when you say the total package when you say had it from the start you mean like the total package like 
um, stage, not just talent, but like charisma and stuff and charisma talent. And like, they actually seem like they, they didn't hate each each other. other. Oh yeah. They don't hate like that. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Let me, I have to 17. That's the only group I can think of that I feel like probably had it from the beginning because I, I would have said got seven, but honestly, there's a huge question mark on the talent portion of it. <laughs> I think they're talented, but I don't think that they are like, I think there's a lot of groups that are better in key areas. Um, other than I that, think, I don't know. Icon, I was but Icon with, is yeah. questionable talent too. What'd you say? Sorry, I was going to say that I was actually kind of impressed with 2PM's in, um, debut, but they also came together through like a, a reality kind of show. So I'm not surprised that they would have at least some of that stuff down because you do you do grow right as a person when you when you start in some of these reality shows right mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't know i feel like they did well their first track was again and again right again and again again and again and jay park oh, was in there doing flips doing flips and shit it was great <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I, I read something that was really funny about uh k-pop idols who do flips but i'll have to say it off air but um it's really funny to think of jay park doing flips. <laughs> i don't know why it's just so funny to me um okay Wait, so let me just double check to make sure that I was it know. no Who there's that song was 10 points out of 10 ah but they uh, again and again was their first number one single. That's why I remember it more. But yeah, they were doing flips. Groups that yeah. have the TP. Girl, that is hard because really none of them. Fair. Fair. I mean, Hello. besides Tiny, I can't, I literally can't think of any that just had every element like on point. Yeah, 17 is the only one I can think of in my experience i you know i'm not familiar with 2pm that much so so we should go to the topics yeah and not spend an hour on them like we just did this <laughs> the comebacks <laughs> all right well moving on first topic himchan formerly of bap uh, was arrested for junk driving. And if you guys remember, he was also, was he booked on sexual assault? He's currently um, in the process of fighting that in court. Yeah, so that's one more uh, strike against him, I guess, in the court of public opinion. And yeah, I don't know if you guys... I mean, there's the whole, you know, controversy over BAP and BTS and who influenced who. Um, and to be honest, like, I have liked a few of BAP's songs, but I feel like they've never really gained a huge prominence with, you know, mainstream K-pop fans, I guess. And I definitely don't remember him, Chan. So him not being in the group is no huge deal to me. I don't know if it was to the fans or not when he was, you know, when he left the group. But yeah, any thoughts on this topic? So 
the situation is that he ran into guardrails. Uh, so it wasn't just like, you know, they booked him because he was going a little fast or whatever. He crashed his car. And so he and went, at the time he was discovered by police, his blood alcohol content was high enough to have his driver's license suspended. So on top of the ongoing sexual assault harassment case in which his defense is that consent was not explicit, but implied. Uh, he also has this situation and I don't know. It's that technically hasn't disbanded. I don't think, but they are no longer with TS entertainment, the scam company or the alleged scam, com- scam company as we know them to be. Uh, and so, Oh, well maybe they are officially disbanded, but uh yeah but they have pretty much been a non-factor for a while i feel like they had a really good start and then it just sort of i i think it's the mismanagement that really affected them but -hmm. it's kind of weird um because when did why do people say that them and bts like it's it's confusing on who um like, I feel like I've seen in a few places, like, that there is some consternation between BTS fans and BAP fans about, like, BAP's concept and who did what first. And, you know, BTS started out, they had kind of a hip-hop image as well. And, you know, who is copying who and you know, it, of course, with BTS becoming successful and BAP having all these problems, that just kind of exacerbates the whole situation. So, well, I mean, BAP did debut before them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like BTS took yeah. inspiration from a lot of places Big gang. Um, for their concepts and things like that. So. It's just, you know, I mean, I think it's a, it was a mishmash of, you know, every, like, I mean, at the beginning, it was just, you know, take a little bit from every K-pop, hip-hop group out there and, you know, use it. So I feel like in the beginning, they were just kind of doing what everybody else was doing. Yeah, what was popular? I mean, that's, why would you debut a group that's not on trend, you know? So completely understandable. Okay, well, I did like BAP, but I mean, I don't like BAP that much, I'll be honest with you, so, (laughs) and I really, really only liked um, Jungkook anyways, so. I love his name, Bang Jungkook, I love that name. (laughs) Yes, Uh, and he's so, so fine. So, I mean, for me, I was not really a BAP fan, so this is not going to hurt me, but uh, I guess this is really going to hurt any sort of chance for them to get back together in the future with him. Um, but so goes sometimes, you know, what is next? Big hit. So of course, not too long ago, um, there was news um, that big hit was, you know, making all these millions of dollars and BTS was bringing in all this money. And so, you know, with BTS becoming, I mean, Big Hit becoming, uh, are they are they a publicly traded company or are they private? Does anyone know? Publicly traded. 
Okay. Because the stock. They just had their IPO a couple weeks ago, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with them being a publicly traded company, fans in particular were like, oh, well, they made my office rich. I'm going to invest and make Big Hit even richer and maybe get some money myself. Well, according to Not Nuz and Buzz, Big Hit has lost money. Um, their stock went down 22%. And the people who bought on the rise might lose 96.3 billion won. And um, <laughs> the comments are hilarious as usual. Um, there's another article that was translated by Not Nez and Buzz called Thought it'd be a big hit, but big hit has become a graveyard of amateur investors. Um, one comment was, um, I guess I some of it I can't. Well, let me see if I can read it here. Um, the only fool is the person that invested their life savings in a company that owns one thing, BTS. Um, and then also there's another comment that, you know, said it's a comedy seeing the BTS fans who bought this up without thinking and now asking for, are now asking for refunds. Um, and they said, I've been reading hordes of those armies or whatever posting on stock boards asking how to get refunds. So it's, you know, I don't know. It's kind of interesting how, like, when they first came out, when Big Hits first came out about their stocks and everything, like, armies, like, their first thought was, like, I'm going to buy into Big Hit. Like, that's such a, like, I'm, they're not all young people, but, a good chunk of them are young people. And it's like, what are you thinking about investing at this, like at this point in your life? You know, I mean, and you don't know anything probably likely about stocks. You're just investing because BTS is involved and they make a lot of money. So I'll make a lot of money too. And it's just, I, I, you know, I just, to me, I think about myself and like when I was really into Backstreet Boys and like if I heard like back in my youth that Backstreet Boys were making a lot of money and uh, their company has stock, you know, has stocks or whatever, like my first thought wouldn't be, you know, I'm going to put some stocks into, you know, it's just at 12 years old, I wasn't thinking about that or even like 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 um, hell, I don't think about stocks that much now, even though I probably should. So, um, it's just kind of weird that they all kind of convened on this as like, I, I don't know if they were doing it more as like an in intention to help big hit BTS or more of a, like, oh, we're going to get a piece of this pie too sort of thing. Um, it's just really weird. Any thoughts? 
Yeah, no, I, it's crazy because basically the information out before um, you could, you know, purchase stock options was that the stock was overvalued. And I mean, it, so it, it was widely known information that it was far more expensive listing, uh, listed than it actually was worth and that there would be a plummet pretty much. And mm. so it is really sad because I did read something about like older women to putting money into, into the big hit, thinking that they were going to make some money off of it. And I'm just like, you know, why would you go into something like the stock market without an advisor or somebody to help you because it, it can be very complicated. It can be very expensive as well as, as these people are, are finding out. I, I mean, people are like at the beginning, they were saying like big hit was worth like a billion dollars or some, something like that. And I'm like, there's no way. And so it was this overvaluation of the stock that made it seem like it was very, it was worth more than it was. And people are right. They have one commodity. I mean, TXT or together by tomorrow is, is definitely, you know, it, it, they're not one to be ignored. And I'm, I'm not me saying that to sort of push them to the side or anything, but big hit is BTS and BTS is big hit. And if BTS does go to the army, which could still not happen, then what is big hit going to do? That would be a prime time for fans to leave. Right. So I don't know. It, it is very interesting um, to sort of see see how that ties into the future of Big Hit and BTS. But, it, you know, regardless of how silly the idea of these people putting money into Big Hit was, I do feel bad because you said like 90-something percent it was, go- it was dropping. Like, that's insane. That's a lot of money. And I, I can just assume that people who were foolishly buying the stock don't really have the money to waste like that versus oh just as a note it it knows it like dropped 22 percent so the people yeah and the people might lose 96.3 billion Uh, okay okay uh but yeah that's insane that's a lot of money so um yeah i do feel really bad for the people who went in there hoping for a you know hoping that they would find gold (laughs) <laughs> like the turn the gold rush and and finding coal lumps of coal instead and this is hopefully like an educational tool for them to learn not to rush foolishly into expensive endeavors so yeah all right anything else no all right on to the next so another hot topic Yu Jimin, uh, who is currently a part of ESPA and will be, de- will be um, officially debuting in the group soon, has come under fire for comments that she has made about other idols, rumors that she has allegedly started, allegedly said. Um, so... She was featured in the choreography for Want by Shinies Taman. And she is 
going to be a member of ESPA, but now she is under fire for her alleged bad character and rude comments about idols. Uh, and one alleged screenshot of a conversation with a friend, Yuji Min said, I'm so stressed today. They said they're going to reveal two male trainees as NCT members. What's worse is they're not even handsome. I'm so sad. They're not giving me anything. Did I tell you about them? And then she also said, Jung Sung Chan and a Japanese person. I should have auditioned for big hit entertainment. I'm so hurt. I'm crying. Delete this message as soon as you get it. Then, I don't know. I guess this is the end of the label. I feel like they'll fail. If you read this, delete it too. Delete the entire conversation from today, please. Honestly, EXO isn't as popular as they used to be, and it's not like East NCT are doing well. I'm so worried. Also, I should have gone to Big Hits Audition or YG Entertainment at least. So, Yuji Min's friend asked her if she wanted to, wanted to go to Big Hit because BTS are doing so well. And she responded, I mean, it didn't used to be this bad, but I think our company and our idols now cannot compare to that other company. I didn't like BTS originally because they're ugly. Her friend said, after that, that's right. We used to say that BTS were ugly, especially Jimin and RM. It was so funny back then. Her friend then revealed the reason why they posted the screenshots of the chat, and it was Yujimin's final message, which states, What are you saying? Apart from you, there are many other substitutes who will listen to me talking, so if you don't want to, just leave it. The reason why many people are choosing to believe that these anonymous posts are um, Yujimin um, is because Yujimin often discloses information to the original posters and the dates are earlier than when official news are released. But SM said that Yuji Min rumors are fake. She never commented about the appearance of any idol and basically said the original poster was lying. Yuji Min was also accused of bullying other trainees. And um, there's also a screenshot where Yuji Min says she filmed something with Exos Kai and she mentioned something like it's not so ugly and basically there's back and forth over whether the postings are true are true or false um sm entertainment is taking strict legal action against the spreading of false rumors about yuji men at this point um and they've already they confirmed that they've already filed the lawsuits against netizens who've spread rumors about her so i mean she's already making her mark on uh k-pop fandom basically i can't tell if she's gonna be if it's gonna be a situation where she gets a lot of aunties but also gets a lot of fans as well just for the alleged honesty that she's displaying um because you know sometimes people will you know you've got fans that are going to dislike you for insulting their idols but then you're going to have the fans that are going to like you because you're you know honest and um you know you're a bad bitch you just say whatever you want 
sort of thing. So, you know, I can't say whether, I mean, I have no idea whether or not the postings are fake or not. Um, I mean, it's not like it's difficult for people to come up with graphics, you know, of, you know, text messaging conversations. You know, they do it all the time in fanfics. You know, they make those fanfics based on text messages, um, fake text messages that they make up. And those look really real. So, I mean, someone easily could have doctored something. But, um, you know, if someone did leak all of this, you know, from a conversation they had with her, that's pretty foul. Um, but ultimately, I mean, SM is showing that they're staunchly on her side. So I don't think this will affect Espa too much. It doesn't seem like it's something that has gotten an intense amount of outrage. What do you guys think? Um, I agree. I don't think it'll affect SM too much either, mostly because I feel like SM, I, I believe I remember reading something about SM kind of like denying that this was like these, this situation was real, like these messages or whatever. I will say that if they are, that is very bold of her. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that is very bold. Like a lot of the things that were being said, I just feel like as an Obviously, you know, it's wrong for somebody to, you know, expose you like that. It's somebody who's supposed to be your friend, especially to leak information. But like at the same time, I do feel like you have to be a little bit more weary of people um, when you are in a position where you're about to debut because people are shady and people will um, try to get back at you in underhanded ways by leaking conversations like this where you basically trash half of your agency and, and then also it's so funny because she simultaneously allegedly trashed like some of these other boy groups whilst putting them on a pedestal from other companies like yg and big hit um i don't know if this if this is real um it is kind of a look in I feel like this is like a rare, if it is real, of course, it's a rare view inside of what actually happens in these agencies and, and how things are being perceived within the agency and also outside of the agency where she, her perception was like, NCT is not doing very well. EXO is kind of past their uh, expiration date. <laughs> um, and, and these sorts of things is very interesting to see because from the outside looking in, NCT seems to do, be doing pretty well to me. Obviously, they're not, you know, selling the same way as, you know, some of the, like, you know, the, the biggest group, but nobody's selling like the biggest group. Um, it's just interesting that she still sees that as a failure. And it makes me wonder, too, to some extent, if this is real um, or whoever made this up, if, if they doctored this, what are your standards for success? Because <laughs> I would consider SM a pretty successful company even if they are no, no longer number one in terms of revenue they still have a very storied history <laughs> well storied might be a, uh, too strong of a word but they do have a, a a history and they also have success and they don't seem to be going down anytime soon um in fact with every new group they debut it just seems like they get more and more press about the group more pub publicity especially on like a um an international scale because you know when we talked about Esper earlier in the show 
that came from Vanity Fair, you know, and it's not like Vanity Fair Korea. It's like Vanity Fair. So um, I I don't know. I think, I think if it's real, it's kind of funny, um, kind of messed up, you, you know, um, if, you know, for her conversations to be leaked like that. And also kind of surreal to get this point of view that SM is not, is no longer, um, is either not or, or is no longer a... Um, sort of thriving company so i don't know nat what do you think i uh, agree with everything that's been said it is very messed up to trash your company like that i know i just know that sm was like harking back to the days when they could outright ban personal cell phones and stuff like that uh from their idols because you had a lot more control over what got spread and leaked and things like that back then but now we're in like the social media era where you have to be plugged in as an idol so much so it's it's it wouldn't make sense for them to remove that aspect from them i don't know i i think it's i think it's messed up i think it's also kind of funny because i like mess uh i have to be honest so um i don't know i I don't really know if I believe anything that has been said in these. Um, not because I, I don't think that she um, or think that it's a scam or like maybe that she someone was scamming her. Uh, but I just I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't really like as Jimin said, like SME is very successful. I don't understand why. Um, somebody would be like, I would rather, you know, go to big hit or why didn't I, um, try out for a big hit or whatever instead when, you know, they don't even have a successful girl group on the market, you know? So I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't really make sense. Some of the comments that were in there. So I would probably lean more towards, you know, it is sketchy or maybe she was just having a bad day. I don't know. Uh, but maybe I, or maybe she she thought that, you know, she would genuinely have a chance to become a worldwide sensation like Blackpink or BTS without realizing that that's like literally once in a generation, you know, like <laughs> you can literally count in your hand how many K-pop groups have crossed over that well at the level of Blackpink and BTS. So I don't know why. That I can see why you doubt it from that perspective because I don't know why like an average trainee would think that that would be realistic a realistic goal. Yeah, I mean, even it, it's kind of crazy when you think about it because even if you look at the the top girl groups in like the second gen, Wonder Girls, Girls Generation, Kara and Tiara and um, Twenty One, like the biggest group and the one who held the record in the U.S. was Wonder Girls with Nobody and. You know, they had a very, very, very sharp decline in Korea. Like, they were very popular at the beginning. And then, like, Girls' Generation and, and a lot of these other groups sort of overpassed them. And, like, when you think of, like, the legacy of the Wonder Girls, it fades more and more every year. Uh, especially and especially since, like, outside of maybe, like, Sunny, a lot of the girls are not as active and is not, are not as popular and trendy versus a group like girls generation where everybody seems to be doing everything at all the time um kara were the trend in, in japan they paved the way pretty much for every girl group in japan and they have no presence in korea tiara still has one of the 
the highest selling songs of all time. And they have, they're, I think the top girl group in terms of like number one singles in Korea. And, you know, they, nobody talks about Tiara anymore. So it's kind of like, it it would be kind of crazy to me if I was a trainee nowadays, you know, in Korea, why I would ever look at SME as a failure because, you know, FX isn't doing anything or Red Velvet now has a scandal and SNSD is, you know, OGG or whatever the hell they're doing right now. But it, look at the history, look at the stats, look at the numbers, you know, like out of the second gen girl groups, there's only one group that's whose debut single is being used as a revolutionary song during protests all around the world, <laughs> you know, so yeah it's it's kind of crazy and that's why i think it, it leads it, or sorry lends to like the credence that this is not a real a thing like it, it does seem more like a setup as i said she could have been just having a really 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 bad day as a trainee that happens i read shine by Jess- jessica jung so i know being a, sh- a trainee is not easy okay so maybe she was just having a really bad day drank a bit too much got on her phone had some you know, tweets she had to let out to the world and her friends, you know, backstabbed her for hopefully some coins, because if you're going to backstab somebody, at least do it for some money is all I'm going to say about that. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say, but you know, SM is coming with SM law, SME law. And so whoever did reveal that or leak that or whatever before you. So uh, we'll see how that goes as it, it's not really affecting her. She's debuting in an ESPA. She was the girl in that video that we saw. So she seems to be like the face of the group in some ways. So it's not really hurting her. And SME is standing behind her. So we'll, I, I don't really see this being. Wasn't that her. a different girl? Was it? Yeah. You know, Korea? I don't really know. Karina, is, that, is this not the same girl? No. No, this is Eugenia. Oh, You're right. You're <laughs> right. <laughs> Not exposing herself. Okay. What's next? Yeah. <laughs> Look, when a group debuts, everybody looks the same, okay? It takes me at least through the comeback to, to be able to really <laughs> know what's what. So, sorry. So, next up. The SM Town Building in Chaemwon, South Korea, is planning on um, having a virtual reality hotel. The top floors of the building will be used as a 25-room boutique virtual reality hotel themed to give fans the experience of staying in the same space as their favorite idols. And this is not going to encourage unhealthy stalker behavior from fans at all. Uh, There's this whole thing with SM, like we were discussing earlier, with them being so into technology and seemingly going into this whole virtual reality thing lately. Um, I I mean, I understand, like, you know, part of the whole experience is making the idols accessible to the fans. But at the same time, you know, I mean, the idols are the company's responsibility. And it's just like this kind of promotional activities or whatever is just, I feel like it's just gonna like encourage. I mean, I don't know, maybe they think it'll do the opposite and will 
you know, satiate, satiate these, you know, fans and, you know, they'll be like, oh, I got to spend some time with Appa, you know, even though, you know, I mean, when I went to, when I was in Korea, like I went to, um, was it the SM, it was one of the K-pop, like, act event places where you go in and they have different activities for you to do and one of them was like a video thing where you sat down on a like a bench and they had a camera face towards you and a screen and like you would see an idol come up on the screen and it would look like that they were like next to you and then they would be like oh i'm you know oh now i'm gonna take a picture with you and they would lean in and you could take a picture making it look like i mean it looks silly but you know making it look like um you were taking a picture you know snuggled up against you know your favorite idol i think i have to look back at the pictures because i can't remember i think actually the main idol that i got for mine was sungri so <laughs> i i can't remember exactly but i think that's like who i got so there's that um but yeah i just it just gives me kind of a bad feeling but i don't know maybe it's more innocent than i'm giving it credit for what do you guys think I agree. It's creepy. <laughs> I do feel like there should be a bit of a separation between the idol and the fan. So I do think it's creepy. I don't like it. The idea of like it also being a hotel is kind of telling. I don't know. Um, that yeah, be- the hotel aspect is very sus. <laughs> yeah, that's just like really creepy. Ash, did you did you mean the the coax at? Is that what you were talking about? Because when I went to Ashton Coex, they had something like that where um, you could take pictures, um, like you stood in front of a screen and it was like the groups were, or some of the members from the group were behind you or beside you and it was like you taking a picture together. Cause I did it that. wasn't the Coex because that's okay. that's SM, right? Yeah. Just exclusively. Yeah. No, it was more of like a general K-pop museum type thing and um, I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me. But it was more of like a general K-pop thing. Okay. Oh, I wish I like had gone to something like that when I was in Korea. <laughs> but okay. Uh, but yeah, I just, as I said, I mean, to keep it, you know, quick, uh, because I don't really think I have any other th- feelings on it. It's just, it, it's creepy. I don't like it. The hotel aspect is super suspect, suspect and suspicious. Uh, and I just like, I don't, I don't feel like these idols should be your surrogate boyfriend or girlfriend. I just don't. I don't like that, to be honest. Um, fantasies are one thing, but to manifest it in this kind of way, especially now that you have these avatars that basically, you know, these fans can do whatever the hell they want with. Mm, it's mm, it's no bueno. I don't like it. <laughs> Jimin? I totally agree 100%. Okay. So we all agree that it's very creepy and kind of weird so on that note i will move on to the next topic and that is another sm scandal 
that has occurred this time with Chanyeol. And apparently, uh, some information got out uh, by a Mr. A, who posted a long article in an internet community. Mr. A claimed that Exos Chanyeol had an affair with several women, including a crew member of a girl group YouTube dancer at the time of dating. Along with this, Mr. A also released a photo of the skinship saying she had, saying that he had a romantic relationship with Chanyeol, but has since deleted the picture now since the um, topic, since the writing became a topic. Um, after this whole thing broke, SM Entertainment revealed um, that they had no official position on the post um, of Mr. A, who is claiming to be Chang'e's ex-girlfriend. Um, some of the things that uh, Mr. A revealed um, was that there was something going on between Chang'e and several different idols. And she also wrote that in the three years you met me, you were someone's first experience, someone one night. And when I was sleeping without knowing the world, you were always busy playing dirty with new girls. People know you're dirty. They really, really only didn't know me and your fans. So... Of course, some EXO fans are asking Chang'eol to withdraw from the group. But, you know, there's, it looks like SM is maybe going to try and like wait for this to go away. So, um, you know, uh, it's kind of hard to tell anonymous posting. I mean, it's alleged, so it's, there's no way to tell whether it's the truth or not. Um, maybe Chanyeol does get around. I mean, if he does, I mean, for me personally, so what? I mean, that's on him. Um, if I was a big EXO fan, that wouldn't really sour me on the group. You know, it'd just be like, you know, this guy is really has a problem cheating on his girlfriend but you know it wouldn't be something you know like sm it would be something that i would feel like he should be kicked out of the group for i mean that's that's him that's something he has to live with and it has no you know it's no consequence to me but we all know fans take things personally so you know i don't know I mean, it doesn't seem like he's getting a whole, I mean, just from what I've seen and I've heard is it seemed like it's been a huge dust up. So I guess we'll see in the future if it becomes anything bigger. Um, any thoughts? I don't 
know if this is true or not, but the idea of Chanyo being a fuckboy is something I believe. (laughs) (laughs) I can believe. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying that this is true. It could also just be like, you know, they broke up, she got pissed and decided to reveal all this stuff. But if somebody had said to me last year, hey, Chanel gets around, blah, 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 blah. I'd be like, it sounds about right. Personality wise, it fits very well. He does come across as like very charismatic. He knows he looks good. Uh, so I can see that translating into, you know, being a bit of a player uh, or slut. You know, depending on how far he's going with these girls. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know. I just feel like if he did you dirty, just ride into six brown chicks like everybody else and move along. You know, like you, you're in a hidden relationship, quote unquote. Like this is all alleged anyways. You're in a hidden relationship. Nobody knows who, that you're dating this dude. Like, obviously, that's prime opportunity for him to, de- to date other people. <laughs> like, I don't know. This whole thing just seems I don't know it doesn't seem okay I can understand why she'd be upset and pissed and like want to you know take revenge against him I'm completely for that if this actually did happen I'm completely on her side for that but also like you could be sued in Korea if you can't prove this so are you willing for this to like drag on if SM once SME like discovers your identity like I don't know I just feel like if they were really dating, then Chanyo already knows who this person is, so he could tell the company, and then that's going to cause a whole bunch of problems. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like I don't know if it was worth it. Is is kind of where I'm heading. I don't know if it's worth it to reveal all of this information the way that it has been revealed, um, just because you were hurt. I don't know if it, it, it really is worth it, allegedly. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those things, as I said, like I completely could believe this 100% uh, with very little facts. And like, I could definitely believe this and see that this could be something that is a real is like a, a part of reality. But also, I mean, I'm going to go with the legal um, safest way of, of t- describing the situation and calling it an alleged situation because mm, Korean like SME law, I don't want them to be, you know, reaching out to us about anything on this podcast so yeah <laughs> uh, what about you Jimin uh I, facts agreed all right next MTV has a new Facebook show called hash called Stan accounts and they've released a little clip um, of it um, on Twitter. And their description of it is season one of our new series, Stan Accounts, looks at the joys and challenges of K-pop fandom. In episode one, Emma... Um, at UMU Kado reveals how she examines the music through a classical lens on YouTube reaction channel React to the K. And it looks like this episode has already dropped. 
so yeah this was done on the 29th and the premiere drops tomorrow so this should be available to watch um yeah it dropped on october 30th so it should be available to watch um but in general this looks like it's gonna be each season is gonna focus on a different subset of fans um uh, it also says here, in the K-pop fandom, Stan means the ultimate commitment to a group, but for millions of fans across the world, it's more than that. From defying stereotypes to finding a family, it's a lifestyle. So, yeah, I haven't watched it, um, but interestingly enough, um, there's a comment from one of the individuals that was in I guess in the episode um, and or in one of the episodes and she said that she said to be honest I was excited and waiting for this to come out because I thought it'd be a small cute YouTube video that wasn't so serious but now I'm upset but there's nothing I could do because I signed papers. Um, I was in this video and I was just told there would be an interview, so I agreed to do it. They asked us questions and we answered. It just seemed like it would be a short YouTube video about K-pop. We signed consent forms, so they're allowed to do um, whatever. So, yeah. Um, I It looks kind of cringeworthy, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I mean, looking at the preview you know there's some people saying oh you know we want to break stereotypes of stands and things like that but I, I mean there are some positive things I guess about you know people that are you know fans on here and people saying they're a level-headed fan but yeah, I, that's kind of, you know, interesting that they were telling people different things about um, signing on to do this show. But, yeah, has anyone watched this? I have not. Uh, this is actually the first time I've heard of it. Uh, I probably won't watch unless they do one on Black fans. But mm, that probably I saw maybe, good. like two or three black people in like that whole preview video which is like one minute long <laughs> no i think they should do one on what it's like to be a black k-pop fan like that yeah. should be its own episode i mean these sound cute and all i just mm, fandoms this year have been very they've been either amazing and wonderful like the community that we have fostered with other k-pop um fans and, and podcasts or it has been a hellfire where you have you know people literally going around doxing black k-pop fans just because they're black uh so it's this kind of show maybe would have been good for me before i realized what fandom was <laughs> if i was trying to get more into it i think this would be like a really good program but because i've already been in fandom for so long and i kind of 
and sick of, of a lot of aspects of it, it's not for me. As I said, the only thing that I want to see is if they do an episode on what it's like to be a Black K-pop fan and they actually talk to Black K-pop fans, um, preferably from Not Your Average Denizens, but also from other podcasts especially too, um, to get that perspective because we are not really given the space. Like we have to create our spaces, as you can see with the things that we do, um, including mm. this podcast, uh, because we always do, we are always ignored and our experiences are ignored and people, um, it's, it's like slavery movies, you know, there's always a white savior. There's always, it's, it's not as bad as it really was kind of thing. I feel like that's the narrative that has been passed around this year, especially. So I really, want to see like people really honestly talking about how toxic it is and holding people accountable and that's fans you know these big account holders you know journalists things like that I, I would really like to see people being held accountable for sure uh i mean it's cute i've seen a lot of these these reaction videos i'm not a huge reaction video fan though i'll be honest with you the only ones that i used to watch are like sid the kid and um um mac uh, React to the K is actually one of the better ones. I haven't watched it in a long time, uh, but in that one and on that reaction channel, they get classical music students to listen to different K-pop videos and react. And a lot of them actually talk more about the music and more technical things um, mm. that they hear in, in the music and the songs, as opposed to just sitting there and going, Oh, you know, wow, this is awesome. And, you know, just overly, you know, playing, you know, positivity for views. Um, so like I said, it's been a while since I watched this, so it could have evolved into something different since then. But I, from what I understand, that's what initially got them a lot of viewers because people felt like they were more legitimate um, because of that being classical music. And so I think a lot of people got validation from that, you know, when they would say, you know, that they like certain group songs and I remember and I'm pretty sure it's changed one of the original girls who started the channel she had something against Sonoshi Day um girls <laughs> generation I don't know what it was it was just an uh, unspoken rule that she would not play girls generation videos on the channel um I'm pretty sure that's changed since then but yeah that was the only thing that was kind of weird and she would constantly have Sochi fans on there you know being like why won't you react to their songs are you afraid that they're going to be better than that you know and all that stuff so I feel like she has like certain favorites or at mm. least her channel the people she has on her channel I feel like they all kind of have certain favorites that they tend to rate more favorably Yeah, even if like I feel like if they were to take those same elements and put it in like another song from the artist they don't like as much, I feel like they might be a little bit more critical on it. I'm not saying they're unfair necessarily in that same way, but I do kind of see that there could be like a bias seeping in, which, you know, is natural, but I do yeah. feel if you have, if you kind of make yourself the authority of on taking like a more um, musical approach, like actually about the music, mm -hmm. then it stands to reason that there will be a little bit more objectivity. Yeah. And I think that's why it became so popular was because people felt like, oh, this is more credible, you know, because 
you know, they're musicians and they listen and play classical music. So they have more, they, you know, they're more um, likely to be able to give uh, a very technical, unbiased review on this. And, you know, she would get people, like I said, when I used to watch that, you know, clearly weren't K-pop fans um, listening to this music. But, you know, things change. K-pop's more, you know, visible now. So that probably changes the tone of things a bit as well. So, but um, any other thoughts about the Stan account show and, um, you know, what, you know, what they're doing with uh, showing K-pop fans and, whether you guys think this is good or bad, anything like that. Nope. Okie doke. Well, next, looks like Taman's new single is going to be produced by some very uh, prominent names. And those would be the same people that wrote WAP. So his next single is Idea. And here it says composed by James Foy Third, Austin Owens, Jimmy Cleason, Clayson, Adrian McKinnon, and Tay Jasper. Um, all people that worked as songwriters on WAP. So I don't, I have no idea what this means. I, I don't, you know, I know that people's instant thoughts are that, oh, we, we're going to get something nasty or whatever, which I'm sure they've, the, these people have written a range of stuff. So it may be something completely different from WAP or what we, you know, experienced with that. It may have nothing you know the lyrics may be completely different from that or you know they you know could be getting them to maybe write a more mature song for Taman. I don't know um I'm kind of impressed that they were able to get those people but this is SM and they do um recruit western songwriters and producers and stuff regularly so uh, that's not very surprising. What do you guys think about this? Since you're big Taman fans. I think it's funny that like the automatic reaction, I think from everybody is like, the song is going to be uh, nasty. Um, <laughs> and honestly, if you look at the promo pictures for never going to dance again, part two, and you know, Taman, like as a performer, it's hard to not think that way. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it all kind of would make sense at the very least, but I'm actually extremely interested to see where, where it does go because he hasn't actually had a song that was like, I feel um, that portrayed like a deep sense of sensuality in a long time. I feel like a lot more, well, I guess want, but um, I, I do feel like a lot more of his music, at least on Never Gonna Dance Again Part One, it was more like there, there were. It was about like relationships, but it had like 
it was like love <laughs> and like romance more and and that feeling of um being a love being in love with someone or like uh drifting apart from someone more than it was like uh j- just you know like a sexual song or some sort of like um a softer theme so to speak so but i am interested to see what what he has to offer nat do you have any thoughts uh i just think that no matter what songs we get jimin's definitely going to be shaking that booty so um (laughs) he loves shaking it and i'm just like it's so flat but you know do you (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah no i I think it's really interesting that they got the writers for such a famous song. Um, but yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know what to expect. So I'm just, I'm just really hoping that it's. I, I don't doubt it's going to be a good song, but I am hoping to see like more, maybe something around the move, kind of like how how that song and that aesthetic and everything about it was so different. I'm kind of hoping to see that again. So we'll see. Okay. So next, Vix's N has left Jellyfish Entertainment and signed with an actor agency. However, he will continue with Vix group activities. Um, so the agency. 51k shared that they signed an exclusive contract with Vix's N. Uh, 51k also houses actors including 2PM Tikkun and Soji Sub. And Jellyfish issued a statement about N leaving. And Leo, Ken, Hongbin, and Hyuk renewed their contracts in 2019 uh, while Ravi Ravi left to um, form his own label. Um, And then August 2020, Hongbin left Vix and Jellyfish Entertainment. And Vix's in was also recently discharged from his military service on October 7th, so... Don't know if we still have any Vix fans here, but um, <laughs> I guess that's good news. I mean, it's good for in, I suppose, since you know he'll get with an actor agency and still have that Vix money coming in. So, when's the last time Vix has had a comeback? I feel like wasn't it's been it twenty eighteen with like Doctor Science Love or something like that? Let me uh, see. That would probably been right, or something. That would have been right before um, N went to the army. Then, if he's just gotten out of it, uh, yeah. I mean, scientist in twenty eighteen. Okay, I, I honestly believe. feel like they have. I feel like I haven't heard from Vix in so long. Now, when I saw this news, I was like, "Oh, didn't they already lose members and this man or something like that?" <laughs> but, <laughs> but also, I might have been thinking about Infinite. Not gonna lie. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's this is what you do though when you're no longer like a hot young group, you have to go into acting or variety work or something. 
And a lot of these music agencies are not set up for actors. So these are the hard choices you have to make. If the group is really, you know, what matters to you and you still want to, you know, be with your boys or your girls and still make money, then you can still coordinate that in a way now that you couldn't do it way back in the day. Back in the day, a member leaves, this group is disbanded. Just just end it here, you know? <laughs> um, now, nowadays, it's like, okay, we are working in these individual agencies, whether it's with like an agency that's already established your own one-person agency, and we'll make it work. Like, take Taekyeon from 2PM, he's with, he has his own agency, or he moved in with, um, he moved to a, an actor agency, and he just released a picture of all of the members of 2PM eating together. So, I mean, they're still gonna be 2 p.m you know uh Shinwa, basically like they're not all signed to the same agency but they do all the group um promotions and things like that under like the Shinwa group like their own label that two of the members are managing in some ways so it is very possible and i actually really li do like this era of k-pop where people have the freedom to do other things you know and still have that mm -hmm. sort of cornerstone you know group that they can kind of get back to and i you know the fix fans should be happy it's not a, it doesn't seem like it's a disbandment to be honest so uh i mean obviously comebacks will be very rare <laughs> but it's better than nothing it's better than total disbandment you know so good for n especially if he really wants to be an actor like that's the best thing for him okay any other thoughts all right on to some J-pop idols, uh, the legendary Arash Arashi. They recently did a interview with Variety where they talked a lot about their career and working with um, Bruno Mars on their latest single. Um, and of course, in the um, course of the interview talking about J-pop and Johnny's and how they kind of made um, J-pop explode, K-pop came up. And um, member June said I about K-pop becoming more of a, a globally popular sound he said i feel no sense of the kind of tribalism that some people might imagine but rather a sense of pride that the architecture that johnny laid the foundations for decades ago is now finally starting to cross borders even if it's not being done by johnny per se the legacy still continues and is alive and well you can see the flowers taking root in other cultures and countries, he says. Laughing, he admitted, I've definitely heard Dynamite quite a few songs. A few times, sorry. <laughs> While whenever you call, the group's collaboration with Bruno Mars did not reach the chart peaks of Dynamite, it's received a warm reception from international fans who appreciate the idol's new accessibility on YouTube and social channels. And... It sounds like what they're saying is that they feel like Johnny's and them kind of 
pave the way, so to speak, for the success that K-pop is experiencing right now. And that could be a controversial statement of sorts. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are probably outraged about that just on its own. But then also in the implication that, you know, Japanese music is the reason why Korean music is popular. You know, that right there is, you know, for some people that's fighting words. So, you know, I mean, I don't know a lot about J-pop, but I will say that I was aware of J-pop before I was aware of K-pop. I didn't listen to it, but it was something that I was aware of that existed and was, you know, a thriving industry um, before K-pop kind of took a foothold. So, I don't know. I feel like there is some truth in, in, in what he said, um, you know, as far as them making, you know, a, a, I don't know if it's making a path, but, you know, kind of sowing the seeds, so to speak, of, of what can what would come. So what do you guys think? Um, so <laughs> controversial, um, you know, opinion, but I think that there is a bit, a tiny smidgen of sort of legitimacy to what he says about K-pop or, or J-pop boy groups paving the way in some ways, uh, just because Louis Suman was super obsessed with J-pop. And, the, and sort of like some of the Johnny boys groups that was coming out of there. And so he did use, you know, some of the formula and he had some of these boy groups, like I would say Super Junior and Shinwa specifically, who were doing like direct sort of um, Korean interpretations of their, of, of sort of like the boy groups that he was seeing in J-pop. So I can see why they would, think that and I think too because J-pop tends to have a longevity that K-pop doesn't have <laughs> um, I don't know if it's because the market sizes are so much different and but groups in Japan and idols in Japan too like they just seem to last a lot longer like the dedication is there 100% and I mean they're not obviously like going to be known by the young kids and trendy and things like that but they still have a presence in the same way that Korean groups do not once they've, you know, hit their peak. Uh, so, and that's why too, it translated to um, Korean groups who will always be very popular in Japan, like TVXQ, uh, BOA, 2PM, Big Bang. These are groups that, you know, even car members individually are quite popular in Japan still to this day. It's, it's sort of like this long-term dedication and uh, I don't know, I kind of feel like for that reason, the cre there's a stability internally to the J-pop scene that I think the Korean market has tried to sort of 
emulate in some ways. Uh, in terms of the, the Korean market, Shino is probably the closest that you would have something like Arashi. And Arashi just suspended their um, their sort of activities. So I think at the end of this year, they're they're going on like a hiatus, which is insane because they could literally just keep going if they wanted to. Uh, but they are just choosing to pause it here. So I, I think that there is some sort of legitimacy to what he is saying. Like, I don't think it's like facts, like this is, you know, I agree 100% or anything like that. But I do think that there is some strands of truth there um, in, in the way that Korea has modeled their, their pop acts and their idol um, system in some ways. Um, off of the Japanese market or, or just taking advantage of the Japanese market at the same time. Uh, but the whole like pave the way conversation <laughs> is always where things get really messy because every like anybody who comes before you is paving the way for you. I mean, four minute paved the way for uh, Silent G Idol. If you want to look at it in that way, because they came first and they were keep Cube's first, you know, girl group, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I would not necessarily like like, you could say that based on those facts, but it doesn't really, like, for me personally, I would say that G Silent Idol is more of a 21. So I would see that as more of their sort of sister group in that sense. So I don't really, that's what, where, what I mean when I say that the paved the way conversation can get really messy because you can look at the facts on, like, who came first, who did what concept for whatever, but that doesn't actually mean a direct correlation, you know? Uh, so... I would say that in terms of Korean groups, Sautaji or Shotaji and the boys, yes. You know, HOT, yes. Uh, Big Bang, if you're talking about like a direct con connection sort of to the groups that we have now, because a lot of them tend to be hip hop based, uh, you know. And so if, I, if I'm going to like look at who paved the way for those groups, it would be Big Bang, you know, for the 17s, for the BTSs, for the the um, NCTs, you know, a lot of these groups where a lot of their more popular members are the rappers. Big Bang, I would say, would have been the reason for that. So, it, but, you know, Big Bang has two little brother groups, which are Icon and Winner. <laughs> so, you know, some people would argue like, no, it would be HLT or um, Super Junior or EXO who paved the way for NCT. So, I, as I said, it can kind of get a bit messy in a lot of ways. And then people aka fans tend to get in their feelings about these things i personally think that you can take inspiration and i do think that a lot of the earlier k-pop groups set like if this is the house they laid the foundation and i think that is a very fair submission to say and that's something that i don't think anyone should be able to argue the fact that you know hot shinwa um wonder girls kara tiara you know all of these rainbow, like all these earlier groups did set the foundation for a lot of the K-pop groups now that we see and the success that they have. Uh, because each sort of gen did something different that the first gen was not able to do. The first gen was very local. They did have, you know, a presence in some ways where they performed in China and they performed in Japan and things like that. But it wasn't until sec second gen with the Hailu wave that they were able to sort of expand the way in, into Asia the way that they were able to do so. So you could have, you know, SNSD's flawless Japanese discography, uh, you know, or you can have 
uh, members of Super Junior, um, the Mandarin version. I can't remember like the letter for that. Maybe it's C or something like that or M. Super Junior M. That that's what they called. They were uh, literally on stamps or something like that in China. Like that's how big they were. You know. So, and then you had things like EXO. EXO brought back million seller albums. Groups weren't really doing that <laughs> before EXO did it, and they EXO did it like three consecutive albums or something like that so and now you have you know bts who's obviously breaking every record you know known to man at this point and and blackpink you know doing that for for the girls so it's to bring it all back here it's i understand what he's saying i agree with it to a small extent but i think that there's so many other influences so many other reasons that k-pop is what it is right now and why you know japan is not japan has a huge reach like there's no doubt about it but because of the way they distribute their music they are not able to do what i believe that they can do which is what korea is doing with bts at this and blackpink at this point um like that's just sort of the way I'm seeing it. And that's like the way that I, I feel about that situation. Uh, but yeah, I, as I said, I kind of agree with what he says. Not completely. I think that there's so many other factors and, and things that are involved with the situation. But can he say that he paved the way or that Johnny's boys paved the, the way? I absolutely think that there's merit to that. As I said, this is a house. All of the things that came before it laid the foundation. I got to quickly say on this yeah. topic that, uh, you know, we, we do talk about who paved the way. Uh, you know, we've talked about that a couple of times before, but I think, you know, with this particular angle that it was, you know, Japan that paved the way, for example, or, you know, Johnny, um, I think that's valid. Um, but I think... I think instead of saying, I think what we have to, where I disagree, um, my disagreement is similar to Nat's, but it, it's a little different in that I feel that all of this is just re- the, the Motown model. That's all this is. And the Motown model was before any of this, before Johnny, before all of this. I mean, that was, you're talking the, the 40s and the 50s when the Motown model got pumping. Okay. And and the idea of training somebody to become a superstar, the idea of controlling their public image to, to an almost an extreme extent um, and creating idols. I mean, if you really go back and and having groups that are so similar, they almost feel like clones of each other. And if you go back into Motown's history, you see so many groups that are like, are like that and only certain ones you know really really popped off like the supremes and the temptations um the jackson five you know etc but i i you know when we have this conversation about who paved the way it becomes such a slippery slope because there were so many people who did do things before you and honestly most of the time the original version is the best version um and the most long-lasting version now, I do agree with that on, in the, with regard to, uh, you know, Japan, yes, have paid, have paid part, you know, part of this way or, or the Japanese music industry uh, had a heavily influence on, on K-pop. 
Um, I think to say that it has a heavy influence on Asian music generally is very, <laughs> as a very bold statement and a strong statement that I actually disagree with. Uh, Asian music is so diverse and uh, not every country has something like the J-pop or the K-pop system, AKA the Motown model. Um, and every country has done it to every country had their music in, industry is uh, at varying degrees of success. And if you want to take K-pop and J-pop and C-pop specifically, because they do have that Motown model, J-pop, as Nat said, they don't distribute the same way as K-pop. So K-pop in a way is kind of, <laughs> I hate to say it this way, but it's kind of paving the way, kind of opening that door. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like for me, when I think of paving the way, I think of longevity and influence on other things. And I guess you can say that about the Japanese music industry, about J-pop specifically. But I don't think I, I don't think it's as rich as the as what Motown did. Um, I think Motown, obviously, it has the influence because it influenced J-pop and K-pop and so on. Um, and obviously, it has the longevity. To this day, everybody knows My Girl by The Temptations. Everybody knows. There's certain songs that just everybody knows. Um, and, and there's certain. And on top of that, in Motown, one thing I can say is that I feel like when we think about Motown, we think about the music and, and I'm not a huge listener of J-pop, but J-pop fans, they tend to think about the music. Whereas I think that Korea has put a different spin on the model where it's more about the image and the visuals. So I feel like each iteration of the Motown model has introduced a new element to it where, you know, J-pop introduced, uh, I mean, first and foremost, it introduced the Motown model to a whole new culture. Um, so there's that. <laughs> um, and then K-pop, I think, has put a, put its own thing on it with making it highly visual centric. That Now, is that a good thing? Is that going to have longevity? That's yet to be seen. I, I don't think it's a, a great thing that there's so much emphasis on visuals, but it's not just physical beauty and visuals of idols. It's also like, the idea of a music video, the idea of a performance that's larger than life, right? Um, I think that that's positive. So I don't know. I, I agree with what he said to some extent, but I do think that, you know, he can't really make that claim because technically Japan got it from somewhere else. And also technically Korea is doing it a little bit different. So I don't know. That's my take on it. I, I I think he he makes a compelling and interesting point, but I think it's a lot more nuanced than that. Okay. Well, that is our very last topic. Uh, all right. Any shout outs? Shout outs to um. How'd you make you say, Ama? Shout outs to Armin Arlet. It was his birthday on November 4th. Shout outs to Wei Wuxian, aka Wei Yin. It was his birthday between October 30th and 31st. I really don't know. People were celebrating all weekend. Um, shout outs to all of the listeners 
who tune in for sometimes two plus hours. Um, we really appreciate you. Um, and we, we look forward to doing this and look forward to um, having these conversations. And, and also we, we're really curious about your opinion. So uh, if there's anything that any thoughts you have on any of the topics we talk about, feel free to put them in the comments or add us on Twitter. We, a lot of people do add us on Twitter and we like having those discussions. So um, any other shout outs? I, oh, you can go ahead. Now. No, no, you can go. You can go. Okay. Um, I do have one shout out for Top. It was his birthday the other day. And, you know, I, I made a rare appearance on our Twitter Twitter, <laughs> Twitter account. And, you know, just wrote a little birthday message. And I, I do hope that wherever he is, he's safe and happy. He's enjoying his life. And, Doing what he wants to do, whether that's, you know, going to art museums, buying chairs, making creepy, weird posts on Instagram. Um, just as long as he's more discerning in who he uh, chooses to uh, be his partner next time, you know, shares and in, in share in his um extracurricular activities <laughs> just um yeah but yeah I mean top was like my first like and maybe like only real k-pop like crush so you know I have residual feelings for him so yeah shout out to top okay uh yeah shout out to top I had to, I never followed him on Instagram I just found his posts were very weird. I just like, you know, I'm <laughs> sometimes it's, it's perfectly normal and sometimes it's extremely weird. So I was just like, mm, I'll just stand from afar, which is great. Uh, <laughs> uh, so for me, I just want to do a shout out to my favorite drama, Private Lives. It's on Netflix, stars Sino, uh, Girls Generations, Shohan, and... Um, Go Kyung Kyo, one of the most handsomest and most talented men in all of Korea. And I'm really enjoying it. I'm sad to see it go sometime this month. But yeah, check that out. Uh, shout out to the Y2K uh, podcast. It's a new podcast uh, that is out and uh, brought to you from the same people who do the 106 in Seoul and the shiny list uh podcast so um definitely check it out i was on the first episode about um uh, basically uh the pussycat dolls but also their sister groups uh you know all of them <laughs> and it was a lot of fun and yeah so shout out uh to ahomari for that and um can i interrupt you real quick to do a sure. shout out i forgot yeah. um Anti shout outs to Netflix. Do not give this greedy corporation your coins. They're going to keep raising prices and not providing the quality content you deserve. Uh, switch to another provider. Perhaps you like Hulu. I don't know, but get rid of Netflix so that they can lose money. <laughs> the end. Uh, yeah, I saw that they um, were raising in the States. I don't know if it's raised in Canada, to be honest, uh, but that's some BS, eh? Like, you're not even giving us 
the, the good stuff and you're raising the prices, come on. You can watch all that stuff for free online. You don't need to pay for Netflix. Uh, <laughs> unless Netflix wants to sponsor us, then you can definitely pay for Netflix. Um, <laughs> okay, and then I just want to do another shout out to us. It is Yay. quite late on a Wednesday night, right in the middle of the week, right in the middle of an election. Uh, and, you know, we showed up and we had a good time. Had a lot of really fun conversations. Shout out to our listeners. Thank you. Thank you for supporting us. We're definitely going to be putting some more album reviews on our Patreon. Uh, we've had some technical issues. We had a huge backlog. So please prepare huge. your ears. We, we have so many albums that we have enjoyed listening to and also ones that, you know, we have a good laugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if there's anything that you would like for us to discuss, it could be like a topic. We we love doing album reviews, but like mini solo discussions are also like a lot of fun. So just please send us an email uh, to notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. Uh, you can also reach out to us on Twitter at nyanedizens. We are not your average netizens on Instagram and Facebook as well. You can listen to us wherever you listen to your, your podcast as well. And yeah. Oh, shout out to Golden Child. Hopefully you have a comeback coming up. I think they have a comeback coming up, actually. Now that I think about it. But shout out to them. Shout out to us somehow getting this two hour and 30 minute episode down to at most an hour and 45 minutes. Yes. We got to do it. Yeah. Unless you guys want us to talk for very long, you know, um, <laughs> but not on, the, not on the weekdays. Guys, we have jobs, okay? We have to work for a living. So, yeah. <laughs> we're going to keep it. We're going to keep the quality up, but sometimes the time length might be a little bit shorter. Just throwing that out there. But anyways, have a good time. Take care of yourselves. Very, very much. Yes. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.